0: Eyes up, Guardians. We are live for episode 142 of the Conqueror's Corner Podcast. Today is Friday, December the 8th. I am the Destiny bad boy, not Ryan Fox. And I am here with my fire team, who all of you CCBs know by now. Jared? Hey everyone.
1: everyone. Uh, you know, the theme of this episode, if you clicked on it, it's uh, War, Lords, Ruin, Dungeon Review. Um, we're going over how we like to, the dungeon and then also the weapons breakdown, stuff in this episode.
0: And
2: the chronicler
0: himself, Chad Ocerro.
2: Definitely excited to talk about a dungeon. Um, I have a little. I have gripes about it, which we will get into later.
0: And don't forget, if you are watching us on YouTube, that you can take us on the road via Spotify, iTunes, and other podcast services. Make sure you subscribe, unsubscribe, resubscribe, click the bell, turn on notifications. Yada yada yada. Follow us on Twitter at DestinyCCPods and into spongy friend requests so we can play video games together, including the. Warlords Ruin Dungeon. Uh, we do have a twid, we had video game awards, we had a special report from IGN, so uh, a lot to discuss this week, uh, but before we get into that, let's listen to the intro music, which is brought to you by everybody's favorite link, who you can find on Twitter, at linkoftimeG.
1: Listening to Conquer's Corner, a Destiny podcast.
0: Wow, Link. Awesome job. Thank you. Jared? Alright, everyone. Uh the TWID
1: uh, is starting off talking about the Dawning preview. Um, not too much is changing here from Dawning in the past. It's a pretty, you know, the same ritual that you normally go through. You're going to have to kill certain enemies and complete some activities to get ingredients to bake cookies and then essence to bake the cookies with in the oven that you get from Eva Levante in the tower. By baking cookies, usually you can go turn those in for rewards at some, somehow, uh, after you've given them to the recipients. So everybody remember those burnt edges, you know, you gave all those to the Quiptark back in the day, but, um, uh, you know, this, you can pick your favorite character and keep shoving cookies down their throat for the entire three weeks. Um, when you go to collect some rewards, there's a donning Memento to go chase. There's donning weapons. It's probably the two main things going on there. Um, Another thing with the dawning is stasis snowballs to throw around and make people slow, enemies slow. And um a reverse armor set along with uh, a ghost, maybe a
0: ship. But yeah. And that's the dawning event. Shader looked pretty cool on the weapons. Did you do you see any of that floating on Twitter?
1: I only no, I didn't see on Twitter. I just seen what was going
0: on with the BXR uh, and the twin. Gotcha. Yeah, there's some pictures of like the or the. I don't think it might be. It might actually be a memento, like a weapon memento. Um, it looks. It looks. It looks pretty rad. Like. You know how if you get the Memento to level 30, you get the special shader. I think it's one of those situations, but it looks nice.
1: Uh, it seems to be a trend now with these seasonal events that they put me- Memento in there. And the last two events we've gotten that. So um, I think later this very long season, almost five months season, we'll be getting Guardian Games. So probably we'll have a Memento going along with that. Now there is a new dawning weapon and it is a arc glaive. Um too bad it wasn't a stasis glaive, because I think at that point that people probably would have been chasing it, but um there's some um it's getting some of the new perks in there and everything. We're gonna to try to get some of these weapons early next week, and then next episode we'll be talking about if any of them kind of stand out. But just one to keep an eye out for it, is the cold steel. Perk that can run that can uh be on the stasis sword. That's the only stasis sword in the game that can get cold steel on
0: it. So um So as a Zephyr? Is that is that it Zephyr? Yeah. Yeah. Tomato Tomato. Yep.
1: Um uh, next up there is a cookie bake off. So um if you wanted to bake cookies with like a a Destiny theme or just straight up recreate your own um baked cookies that happened in the game during the donning. Do that, post them online with the hashtag donning bake off. So you gotta do that pretty soon. You gotta have that done and submitted by I think you only have one week to do it. So you have like from Tuesday from the we said on Tuesday to the next Tuesday. That's all you got. You got a week to get that done. And then there is, if you get chosen, make sure you have your bungee ID on that post so they know to send the emblem too. Um, there's various. There's no way.
0: There's no way they'd get my bungee ID right. As long as it is and everything, <laughs> at signs, and I'd be in yeah. big trouble. Yeah.
1: Well, I think I, most, most people just copy and paste it. It's probably on you to type it in correctly.
0: Why well, put join in bio. <laughs> and then I just that's, that's always my that's always my thing in the LFG if you ever see a join in bio there's a a decent chance it's me on there so all
1: right um, there's one thing of note it was like an error for users to be able to put items in the vault and pull items from the vault from the menu screen in game and because it's such a you know, everybody liked that. Budgie's moving forward with keeping that in the game, and I'm going to be doing some tweaks in the future. But basically, from any encounter, any place, you can access your fault, throw stuff in and out. With the, I, the original- I read that,
0: and I read that, and I laughed, and I was like, "Oh, I so used to using dim just at every yeah. encounter, just kind of pulling what you need over. Like that'd be a nightmare to go back to the old days."
1: Yeah, I'm just gonna be continuing to use Dim. I'm not gonna be using the, the vault that's in the game as of right now. Uh, so, yep. Um, if if you complete the dungeon that we're gonna be talking about here in a minute, uh, there's a vest that you can go buy on the on the Bungie store, and it's a reversible vest. So that's that's mainly it for the twit. Um, and it was written by the Destiny Two community team again. So I think it is now past any time we get twids just from like a uh, an actual just like a one-person name at the end. All right. It's time to move on to Warlord's Ruin Review. Um Chad, is this on EDZ or the Cons
2: EDZ. Here
1: we go. Um you load in. You kind of spawn on the side of a mountain that's snowy. And you're going to start going around and trying to find the platforms to go. You kind of following a red ribbon staked into the ground uh, around the mountainside. Eventually, you see some scorn. And after you kill some of the scorn, with only maybe just a couple minutes going across a rope bridge, and you see your first boss, which is just a complete you know unexpected like wow, um usually you go very and, <laughs> yeah, you know it goes to the deep, you gotta do something four times in a row, long traversal, and then you finally oh. see your boss, and, um." Yeah, first it's boss incredible.
2: encounter. You know. Um it, it made me go in solo a couple times this weekend just to do some attempts on the first boss because it takes you if you if you just run for it, it takes you two to three minutes to get there. Just running. Just all running right. past all the enemies, just running, you know, because there's some jumping and the jumping takes, you know, a little bit, but like you can get to that first boss in two minutes. And then, you know, start trying to kill it. Um so it's like it's it's not a big deal. I might actually change Ryan's dungeon because I want to see if he can actually complete this one. Because it'd be really cool if he could get it solo done. Um because ghost of the deep is uh, just gonna be so, stuck. Yeah, a yeah,
0: I'm gonna <laughs> I uh first of all, I am a little offended that you don't think I could do it if I wanted to do it. <clears throat> I just have zero desire to do it. But you're talking to a guy that that used to grind our Japanese role-playing games as a child. If there's one thing I can do, it's grind something in, for hours. Like, I'm not proud of that skill. I try not to fall into those traps. But, <laughs> you know, I did used to have to have all those characters to level 99 before I beat the game and kill all the special bosses. So, but I honestly, I, I was actually going to bring that up to you in the gambling corner section as if we could maybe... If we up the attempts uh, change the dungeon go to like I have to do like fifty attempts if we change the dungeon so I don't have to do Ghost goes to the deep because i i that is just that's not a fun time no
2: that opening counter is a nightmare um but we we could talk about that off 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 uh, stream here but uh sounds good now going into that first boss um it's it's really there to teach you the mechanic where he drops a taken lantern because he's a scorn captain and they have those lanterns that they use to one pulls you in one makes them immune and another one just spits fire so he drops this lantern that's taken and so it looks weird you know you see a lantern and immediately you start shooting at it and uh that doesn't do anything and you stand next to it start shooting stuff and i guess um i can't remember which one of us figured out maybe we like got right up in its business and was shooting it with a gun and trying to make it go away. And then it changed. Um, I don't remember which one of us noticed that it changed, but, uh, but we did. So the, the mechanic there is simply, if you stand within the radius of the lantern for long enough, it changes into an Ahankara bone. um, And it glows blue instead of that taken black and white. Uh, Now, once, once the imminent wish uh, timer runs out, if you have uh, at least one of the Lanterns as a wish or as the bones, you go into DPS. If you have both of the Lanterns as the bones, then you actually get an extended DPS phase from our testing. I'm not sure if that's fully solid, but that seems ab- about right. Um, and then you just lay into the boss. Lots of people are, are doing some swords. People are doing rockets with a, a gallerhorn on the team. Um, I don't think we have a solid strat yet. We've only done it uh, now, I think, twice as a group the three of us Um, maybe I know that Jared and I, I think, but uh, uh, it's, it's, it's a really forgiving fight teaches you the mechanic because the, the DPS phase is short enough that you're going to do it at least twice, two or three times for a a typical boss run. If you're really smooth, Um, but it teaches you that mechanic and it really ingrains it into you. Um, Now, once you kill, kill the boss, you'll notice that you get the clear and all of a sudden, a, a big old taken Ahamkara servitor boy pops up in the in the distance. And then you get zooped out and teleported into the prison. Um, the prison was, I, th- I want to say it was a solid 10 minutes of our run that first time. Maybe 10, 15 of us just looking around, trying to figure out what's going on, trying to find Tips. We figured out that you could shoot something and activate it and it moved clockwise. And if you shot it again a couple of times, counterclockwise. And then we found a lever after that. And I was in the one cage where you are directly across from the lever. So I don't have anything to look at. But uh, eventually, uh, Mr. Not Ryan and Jared figured out that they have a skeleton that has hash marks like scratched into the ground next to it. And, uh, that tells you how many you want to be rotating clockwise or counterclockwise out of the six. And then once you get the correct, like say it wants four going clockwise and two going counter. Once you get the, the little doodlies move in that direction, you shoot that lever and the gates will open and then you'll be, you'll be able to get the chest. Cause It's literally sitting there staring you in the face the whole time. You get out of your, you get out of the jail cell, and then you pick up your loot, and then you move on. Oof, what did you think of that anything? part the first time? I think it was clever enough that that it was interesting, and once you know what's going on, it'll be fast, which it is. Um, now it's like maybe a minute where you're like, okay, I got I got five hash marks on my guy. It's like, okay. We'll shoot them, try to make them work, and then try it the other way if you get it wrong. And then you're done. So, like, for a first try blind, it's 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 fun to figure out what's happening. If you're that one person in the cell without any hash marks on the ground, I'm just like, I, I don't know. I don't know what's happening. I can't see anything. I finally,
0: I finally got to where, like, the point, because we found the things to shoot. And we found the lever. We just didn't have the like the tallies. And I finally just was standing in the right at the right angle with the reflection to where like they sparkled or whatever. But I just completely overlooked them. I wasn't looking on the ground. I was looking on the walls and the ceiling and everything else. So I felt kind of dumb once once we saw once I saw that. Yeah, so like my my ruin like had just one tally
1: mark on it. So I literally just I looked at it and just like oh that's just part of the design. They made it look that way. Like it's just a shiny part on a on a on a tablet and but yeah. Um now after this, after you break out of prison, um uh, this is like the longest traversal between encounters is probably this one going from one to two. And you know, there is booby trapped chess you have to watch if it if it's got like a blue glow to it before you get up close to it that means it's a trap. They are um almost like kill switches when you walk across a grate and the and spikes come out and just instantly kill you. Um you make a wrong turn there's they'll spawn like 3 to 5 uh Chad, help me with the name there's there's lantern gods that come slam
2: Oh gosh, I don't know their name either. But it's it's the yeah. it's the guys with the freezing lantern so that when they slam it mm-hmm. creates a stasis trail that freezes you.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It starts it starts with the nest, S, doesn't it? It don't matter.
1: Yeah, everybody knows what they are. Um Uh this is a simple wave frame grenade launcher, does really well in those hallways. They clear them all out pretty fast if it, if you're worried about that. Um and then you, you get to the uh the second encounter and uh just like a take an orb out there and um pretty much you kinda confirm at this point, man, this is a dungeon with split enemies, like both scoring and taken, which is uh yeah, it's a little bit uh it's not like completely fresh air, but it's you open up a window and it's definitely something different to play out in the in the encounter, so um you end up fighting a a huge uh taken org, and um a lot before you get there, that same thing uh, you have two um big chieftain captains that's on the farthest left and farthest right side of the map that are drop dropping those taken lanterns that you need to go claim uh but whenever those chieftains spawn. That cold wind's blowing in. You're on that mountainside. So you gotta stay warm. Um along the outside perimeter. There's some torches you have to stand in. They gotta help you survive. And then you can go claim those lanterns and get back to that warmth and wait for that intimate wish to uh to be made. And that's before that wish is made, the countdown timer, you want them you want those totems claimed. When you claim those totems, there will be fireballs that drop, and you can go out and deposit those uh, four close to spawn and two other a little bit farther away. um, Two on the left side and two on the right side. And when you deposit that fourth, get ready for DPS, because that org is going to be coming at you, and you get to do it. I've seen some different DPS strategies here again. I've seen some swords, and I've seen some rockets. Uh, I'm sure DIV and some kind of precision weapon would work with this boss too. Um, I've seen people put Dragon's Breath on this boss because it keeps the boss stunned from running on top of you and slamming you. So, I mean, I, I'm at this point in the in the dungeon, I was like, man, this is there's not a clear meta right now at this point where you can run a few different things and and get through. I think it took us three damage phases to get through our first time. Um, I think it's just a mixture of like we didn't really line up our DPS strat <laughs> that well together.
0: No, no wells.
1: <laughs> yeah, we weren't doing a well strat. Um, yep. Yeah, for some reason, Fox wanted to take a stand uh, a no well run here uh, our first time through the dungeon, even though you know.
2: Everybody
1: not that thing. No, we didn't need it, but let's just be more okay. efficient, you know? Listen, we had a time to hit. So <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and so you finally you defeat that second boss and um start making your way up through a ruin again. And you see that what you called it an arm car jad. Did you say it was also a servitor or, or, it's, like or, a, it's
2: like a it's like a servitor um that's being used by the ahamkara kind of like at the end of uh, forsaken um spoilers yeah. um the meatball. but it's the same thing like a, a giant servitor that that uh riven was using but this time it's a giant servitor that heffend is using which is the ahamkara at the end yeah
1: so again uh more traps here uh you know, mainly just random chests. There's one point in that you're going through between encounters two and three, and there is probably eight chests in front of you and only one of them contains loot and the other seven are, are traps. So just be careful what you choose. I picked the other seven. (laughs) (laughs) Um. Yep, and finally, uh, you make the way up a spiral staircase where Toland's sitting at the bottom of it, which I'm sure mm-hmm. Chad might at some point get into the lore of this dungeon and maybe Toland would be involved. Not sure. Um, but there's stuff to unlock along the way, and hopefully these next couple of weeks we'll get it all unlocked and probably get some additional dialogue that we're we'll going to talk about. You get to that final boss, and it's, you know pretty much the same mechanic there right Chad
2: yeah pretty much so that that uh that final boss the the additional mechanic that they add is they have the uh take the scorn captains with the lanterns the ones that just come up and and try to smash you to bits with their lanterns um but instead you you get afflicted with a curse or a hex and you have to punch melee powered melee the the captain in order to give them the hex now the hex is on a timer counting down while you're playing hot potato with with the captains um you're also trying to light the lanterns to get the uh the aham carabones to to get you know to get those lanterns to change um but you're playing hot potato and once that timer runs out if you have it you die But if the, the captains have it, they, they disappear at the end of the phase anyway. So you have to give it to them and stay away long enough that they can't tag you and give it back to you. So you don't, you don't die. Um, And then after that happens, you have like, I think it's like another five seconds before DPS starts and then DPS starts. Now the first um, the first phase, you do some damage to the boss. I think it gives you, if you get all three of the lanterns, it gives you 15 seconds. Um, and then the boss moves to the next area, a little bit higher up over to the right. You're moving counterclockwise in this arena. So you move into the next area and it starts all over again. A bunch of scions pop up. Uh, you kill them. You wipe out the eyes that the boss has. And then two giant captains spawn in. They, they do their whole lantern thing. You kill them play hot potato with the, uh, the lantern boys and then DPS starts again. And then the boss moves one more time to third area platform. And then after you go through that whole phase all over again, you go into a final DPS where you're, you have three upper plates in a ring and then you can jump on a plate, do damage. And then from what I've seen, I think is if the eyes all it has a timer, but if all the eyes spawn in the boss moves the platform gets taken. So you start taking damage on the platform and you have to run away to go to each next platform. Now that damage phase lasts for a long time. And then once that's done, once all three platforms are taken, you get teleported back to the first plat, the first area and it starts all over. Um, Now from all basically six of those damage phases, you can do, you know, a good team. If it's really, really in there, you could do half the damage. Um, Once you get through, and you get to Final Stand. The boss will teleport you back to the to the very top of that uh, that that staircase area. That staircase coming up, and then there's a just a flat surface where you jump down into the arena. You get teleported onto that, facing the opposite direction, and you have Final Stand. Eyes are spawning in. You're shooting at the boss, but Final Stand actually doesn't have a timer on this boss you can run away and you can run to the opposite side of the map, pull out a wish ender and just plank away at the boss. If you don't want to, to be, be, you know, if you're, if you guys are having survivability issues, but I played with a, a couple of guys who on our first try, got to the final stand or not on our first try, but the first time we got to final stand, even though the boss is right there, we had two solar titans and enough ignitions going on that the eyes were not spawning in, and we just wiped out the boss. So it wasn't an issue. Uh, ignitions can spread to the eyes, and it just blows them up, and it's amazing. I was using dragon's breath, so that was definitely helping. But uh, yeah, we were using we were using rockets. I was using a, 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 a dragon's breath because of the ignitions. I was using solar solar titan with the ignition build. And uh, we were just having a we were having a really fun time because I was teaching these guys the mechanics. And then uh, I think for the three of us, we're using Yallerhorn and then two legendary rockets, right, for damage? Or were we doing something else? I think that was it because we were just kind of riding rockets mm-hmm. um, from the first boss on.
1: Yeah, so, you know, our first run lasted um, like an hour. One hour,
0: hour, <clears throat> one hour and thirty-four.
1: Yeah, so um, first dungeon go at it. That's that's a that's a good that's a good time. Um, I feel like running this dungeon is it's not a a big time commitment. Like like goes to the deep. Uh, I feel like uh, a good squad can get through this, you know, forty minutes, uh, and not and that's that's some some breathing room there for bathroom breaks and and such. So. Uh, the the loot the loot is, is okay. We're gonna break down the loot in the in the weapons breakdown. But I think you know, before we move on, we gotta give a grade to this dungeon. And um, you know, I didn't have high hopes for this dungeon, and I, and I feel like that. Because of that this dungeon may be happy with me keeping my expectations low and uh three boss encounters short time traversing between the encounters uh and some extra stuff to go collect uh there's some some doors you have to be able to unlock the more you complete the dungeon you'll be able to unlock more of the doors and collect some bones and um haven't got the exotic yet I definitely want to get back in and play some more so I'm giving this dungeon an A minus. Like, like there's very little um they could do to make a better dungeon.
0: So my biggest complaint is like those <clears throat> stupid spike booby traps like in the in that like one traversal area. Uh-huh if there if it was a 5 second respawn timer instead of what is it like 25 or something kind of long right yeah, 40 it's, it's maybe
1: 45, it's 45 seconds if you
0: die <clears throat> yeah if that was like a 5 second respawn timer it would <coughs> it would be funny as opposed to annoying so i would say b plus a minus that's kind of what i was thinking as well cuz i do like the the aesthetics and uh the boss fights were pretty fun
2: I would definitely go a minus on this one. Um, There's very little, I think they could make do to make it, make it, make it a lot better. There's no such thing in my book for a perfect dungeon. So a is probably as high as I'll ever get. Um, But a minus it's right there. Um, I, I have a couple of gripes about it, which I'll talk about later in, in, in a, in a couple of segments here, but uh, very good. Very good dungeon.
1: All right, there's our review of Warlord's Ruin. Uh, we're more than happy to play with any wall and, and play through it. We're going to be have some solo runs coming up here. Um, I definitely want to watch some of Fox go through and his solo solo runs as punishment from last season, as that's not really something he's ever really done before. As try the solo dungeons, so. um, That'd be interesting. To never, see.
0: never really had. I, I prefer to play this game with my homies as opposed to solo. So, um, it's all good though. It's a Friend good game punishment. The that's, game. A, that's the same. <laughs> it's the same punishment I would have gave myself. So, all right. I believe that takes us to our ad break. Uh, so, we. Create this podcast on a website Zencaster. Z E N C A S T R. Uh, a couple of years ago, I uh, I drive a lot for work, so I listen to a lot of podcasts. Destiny, something I played for a long time, very interested in. Listen to probably every major Destiny podcast, even the ones that are no longer going. Uh, so most of them were headed in directions I didn't particularly care for. Jared had a long commute at this time as well, so I know he was listening to several, and I was like, why don't we start our own podcast? And uh, I asked these two guys, they're kind of the people that I play the most with and uh, some really good friends. You know, Jared and I knew each other before, but we became really close with Chad O as well. So they agree, and I said, if you guys show up, I'll take care of all the technical stuff. Now, saying that, I had no idea what kind of technical stuff was involved, so I uh, <clears throat> did a couple googling, Googling searches and things like that and ended up with Zencaster. And the best part about Zencaster, you go to the website, you, send a, you start your episode, you send a link to the other two people. You can actually do up to 12, invite them in. And it does, uh, it records everybody's audio locally. So you have high quality audio whenever you're doing this. It's not like the internet, like VOIP quality to where, you know, sometimes people start to sound like robots and things. But it does do that as a backup in case like something happens, which we have had to use a couple of times, like when somebody's internet goes out in the middle or something, things get a little weird. So the best part, You just, you log in, send an invite. The other people don't have to create accounts, anything like that. They just log right in. Uh, You just click the red record button. Everybody talks. You click the end record at the end. Then it does all of the production and all that stuff for you. So you're not having to, you know, learn how to be like a producer. It basically does all that for you. So it also hosts now. Uh, so it hosts the podcast, so you don't have to have a separate hosting site. Uh, so it's kind of a one-stop shop, all-in-one. Uh, we do have a special offer. If you go to Zincaster.com slash pricing, Z-E-N-C-A-S-T-R.com slash pricing, and use our code DESTINYCCPOD, you'll get 30% off the first month of your Zencaster paid plan. And it's going to give you that same easy experience, that we have for all of your podcasting and content needs. So you guys get out there. If you start a podcast, share your story, tweet us, let us know. You know, we'll listen for sure. Probably even give you a shout out if, if we're being honest. Uh, but I did send Chad to the website, and I was like, Chad, I'm logged in. Can you tell me what it looks like whenever you get on there?
2: Yeah. So I I typed all that in, got into my browser, got into the site, and. When you go to that pricing, it immediately shows you just their menu where it shows you all of their plans and the pricing right below each plan, really simple and laid out. And then at the bottom, it lets you put in a code. So I put in Destiny CC Pod and it immediately in menu changes and adjusts the pricing right then and there. So I didn't have to wait till I got through the cart and waited to the very end where I'm already set putting in a payment right there. I could already see it plain as day. Really simple.
0: I know. Like, uh what's nice is they all, they they accept like PayPal. I do a lot of PayPal, especially online, for that added added security and and all that. So all oh, that's there. So once again, Zencaster z e n c a s t r dot com slash pricing with code Destiny CC Pod. All right. I believe that-, that brings us to our likes and dislikes now. Yeah, that's correct. Uh, <clears throat> okay. So uh, my like is uh, since the last podcast, getting to run that dungeon. Uh, had fun in there and um, be honest with you guys, had a lot of busy life stuff going on. Haven't been in since the weekly reset on Tuesday. Uh, I tried to get on last night or like yesterday evening for a minute, but it just, as soon as I got on, the kids were wanting something to eat or doing something. So it just, it didn't happen. And so, <clears throat> but the dungeon, I really did enjoy it.
1: Yeah. My like this week is fire team finder working out for the community. Uh, it's working out so well. Bundy's kind of leaving it go live here for a bit for a bit longer than they than they anticipated. So it's awesome it's working out for those players. Um I haven't used it yet like I've only like joined fire teams for um for like a couple coils, bounty dumps and I I used, you know, a Discord LFG that I've been using for the last 3 4 years now. So um but I'm glad it's it's working for everybody else.
2: And uh, my like is that they did a dungeon mechanic that's brand new. Um, There's no dunking. There's no grabbing a ball and throwing it at something. It involves a thing that we already had in the game and like a whole stay in the zone kind of a thing. But uh, it was different enough that we weren't able to figure it out right away. We had to do it by purely by accident. Because like I said, our instinct when we see those lanterns is shoot it dead, kill it, kill it with fire, make it go away. But I think because, and I'm, I'm speaking for all three of us and me assuming, is since we couldn't shoot it or we were shooting at it and it wasn't going away, one of the three of us got up in up close and personal to it in order to be like, I'm shooting it, right? I'm trying to kill this thing. And then it changed because you were in the radius trying to blow it up from point blank. And it's different enough and new enough that I actually, I I like that. I like that. It's something that is actually new. It was great. And it didn't change in weird ways to like make it more complicated for the later runs. No, it's the same mechanic the entire time. They just added some small things to the rest of the encounter. uh, The, to each encounters following to make them different, but no, you know, Hey, these lanterns, this is how they work. And, here's how we're going to make it harder for you to make them work. Not we're making them different. It's just now you have guys up in your grill trying to punch you and you have to punch them. And it's, it's, I, I like that very much. It's, it's, it's what i I think a lot of us have been wanting something different for a long time. And my dislike is there is no lore on the armor or the weapons in this dungeon. None. Zero. And there's so much story in this dungeon and it weirds me out that there's nothing. It's all in the voice lines when you're finding the bones and on the exotic, the exotic has lore on it too. But those are the only things I think. Is there, there's no, um, is there a dungeon ghost? I'm trying to think. I'll have to look it up. If there is, that has lore on it probably, but on the armor and the weapons, all of them, none. None. Nine pieces of stuff that there is no lore on. And I'm like, this is sad. Because there's there's so much background information we could get from this, but we don't. So whatever.
1: You know uh, <laughs> I, I'll take the no lore on the on the armor and guns for the for the structure of three a uh, three boss encounter dungeon, you know. <laughs> um for me this week, dislike is like um there's not really that many people on my friends that playing Destiny and it's the second week of the season. And this season's gonna last for five months. Um so hopefully we can get some people back together, do some raids, do some more dungeons, like do something that's fun. Like maybe even have like dungeon races or something. Like we gotta try something out. But uh yeah, that's my that's my dislike for the week.
0: My dislike was that there was no final shape trailer or bungee anything at the Game Awards last night. Uh, usually, we do get <clears throat> a little something there, but we didn't. We were not. Uh, we were not blessed by Jeff Keighley to to get that last night. So, fingers crossed, we'll hear. I don't really know the next time that they would show. Looks like they don't. They don't do E three anymore so it's going to have to be like there because usually they kind of do that thing where they like drop a trailer and something and then like they do their own showcase that's like a buy doc that they kind of expound more upon it but there's i don't really know any other than it well i guess i guess it would be like a sony like a state of play thing i yeah. guess they could do it there which I guess they're supposed to have a pretty big one in January. So we might see something in January, uh, okay. Final Shape related.
1: All right, uh, it is time for Weapons Breakdown. It's been a, to- a little while since we did one of these. Um, so again, it's the Warlord's Ruined Weapons. And what we're doing here, we, we give you the, basically what the weapon is and then what we're looking out for for PvE and PvE that weapon uh sometimes there's more than just that well on a weapon to chase a pve wall, or pvp wall, but for the most part that's that's what it is um, so the exotic the exotic is called buried bloodline and it's a void sidearm that fires tracking bolts and when you land the tracking bolts it leeches health from the target and then if you land multiple final blows with that weapon, it will, gr- uh, sorry, grant the wielder devour. So so it's a pretty good void weapon. It's going to include a void a verb to go along with some builds. Um, and actually, it's a way to grant devour when you're not on void with uh, some of these other subclasses. interesting now um they say it's a sidearm but it's more like a crossbow um bungees are getting real creative in ways to try to get me to use a sidearm and it ain't gonna happen all right
0: (laughs) not not if they make it a bow not if they make it a rocket it doesn't matter
1: nope nope if you this still says sidearm all right uh now we have a bow. The bow, the bow is called Bench for Whisper, and it's a strand bow. So um, there is some strand verb perks to go along with that, which kind of helps it in PvE if you choose. But if you're going to straight PvE damage, I'm just going like Archer's Tempo with Precision Instrument. Now, if I'm on a strand build and I want to lean in, Column 3 has a new perk this season called Slice. That's when you use your class ability. This weapon severs targets and uh it's for every hit for a brief duration. And then column four, final blows have a chance to create a hatchling. And more and higher the um, like a red bar has a low chance to create a hatchling, and then like orange, yellow, gold bar, those have more chances to create a hatchling. PvP wise, um, I guess I would go hit fire grip and column three and then uh, high ground in column four. Every now and then there's a couple PVP maps where you can get some high ground uh, and do some extra damage, which is 10% extra damage in PVP. So hopefully that, that could work out uh, for UBO users. All right, next up is a sidearm. And um, again, i getting real creative and trying to convince me to use a sidearm because this sidearm is a special weapon sidearm and it is a rocket assisted frame sidearm. So it's going to shoot rockets out and this is and uh, its arc. So. Um, we got a new perk here in column three. It is called Beacon Rounds. And final blows with this weapon grants you projectile tracking and dealing further damage. Uh, extends this duration. Which will pair great with full shot in column 4. Get one kill, reload. Those rockets are tracking and and jolt shot is going. Full shot. So, that makes sense uh, PvE wise. Uh, and it sounds like a decent Add clear special weapon uh, in the, in that slot. PvP wise, I guess I would go impulse amplifier with Adrigo, um, or Adagio. Sorry, um, I don't know what else you're running in column four there for PvP.
0: <laughs> Maybe deconstruct. I was, I was trying to look at it as well, but nothing looked great. I mean
1: deconstruct to break down Titan barriers faster.
0: Yeah, that's that's pretty situational. Yeah. But
1: um all right, uh next up is Neum's Lance, which is a strand sniper rifle and has a rapid fire frame. Uh, Rapid fire frames is usually um, really good in PVE. Uh, Usually the the adaptive frames and aggressive frames are a little bit better on PVP. So uh, PVE wise uh, in column three is reconstruction. That's pretty much a no brainer. It's like, it's a little bit slower auto loading holster, but it also will overflow the magazine like overflow does. So uh, I like that a lot in column three for PVE. Uh, column four, I think there's uh, mainly two here to look at. Uh, one of them is slice, of course, because you know you're severing a target, and it that helps ramp up some damage. And then precision instrument, you know, the more ra- rapid fire hits that you get uh, that do critical damage, it, it ramps up the damage of that. So, of course, that pairs really well with reconstruction um pvp just don't use a sniper rifle on pvp like yeah elemental They're capacitor so bad. is in column three but rapid fire frames are it's just they ain't it all right and then finally Do
0: they, i know they used um, to not they used to not like one shot like people out of super and stuff too like um, is it still a two shot yeah you gotta get two headshots that's ridiculous yeah i cannot believe that
1: (laughs) this doesn't make sense um finally a dragon cult sickle which is a caster frame strand sword so um of course you got some strand verb perks you have slice in column three and hatchling in column four um So that's not it's not a terrible combination there if you're just leaning in the strand. Um, You know, Austin column three. You have unrelenting, demolitionist. Uh, I think those two um, are. You know, you can make a build work with that. Austin column four. You have warwound blade, which is just a classic sword perk that does extra damage. You got surrounded, and then you also have golden tricorn. So that's your that's your weapons for uh Warlords Ruin. And you know, the dungeon, you know, we all kind of basically gave it a B plus or A And these weapons are probably falling into the C minus range here with like a carrot to go chase wise. Like, is there something out there that I need to go get? Um of course I, I you know, this is the first strand rapid fire frame sniper it's the first sidearm that's a rocket sidearm it's uh it's, i think this is the first strand bow this is definitely the first strand castle frame sword so it's the first of the kinds but i don't see them being part of the meta right now
0: i do have uh five of the swords from the first run so if we need any any different mm-hmm. roles checked out on this <clears throat> you guys just let me know yeah
1: All right, that takes us to Gambling Corner.
0: Fox, what's going on? All right, Gambling Corner. So this past week, we did uh, the closest guest time to Warlord's Ruin completion on our first attempt. Chad guessed 125, Jared guessed 222, and <clears throat> I went 223. And the time, spoiler Earlier in the show, one hour, 34 minutes, which means Chad is the winner and Chad is on a heater here at the moment. Um, So the way this segment works, each season we start off with 10,000 glimmer. Each week we make a bet. And usually it's like kind of like an anti up bet. If at any point you go bankrupt, then you have to sacrifice a weapon that the other two members determine the value of. Uh, in order to buy back in weapons that are no longer obtainable or have high kill counts or god roll five out of fives jared doesn't fuck with the four out of fives it has to be a five out of five uh so that is uh how you get value to buy back in so with chad's win last week current standings Chad has 14,000, I have 8,000, and Jared has 8,000. So what I wanted to propose this week, first to get the Dungeon Exotic. Okay. Sure. Okay. So we'll do, just do 1,000 on that one, since it can kind of, it could theoretically go for a while until (laughs) chad gets it after he pitches about his rng the whole the whole run look at him shake his head with that grin on his face then you get the whole armor set that last run
2: uh almost i'm missing the the head and the, the mark but i did a run and i got the mark later
0: what'd you think of the armor set
2: it's it's like what Europa wished it could be. <laughs>
0: okay. It has to I mean, be. Like <clears throat> the worst armor set of all time is that god-awful moon set, right? All the dream bane. Oh,
2: the the one, the dream bane armor. Yeah. It's so bad. Okay. At least on
0: Warlock. I mean, I don't know about the...
2: Oh, yeah, because the Warlock has, like, the, the little things on the face. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's it's, it's gross. Yeah, It and is we,
2: gross. We didn't
1: have Transmog then, so, like, you had to keep it on for Shadowkeep at the you final You were stuck mission. with it. And then the, the Nightmare missions, like, if you didn't have that stuff on, that stuff was so tanky. Like, the, yeah.
0: For the time trials and stuff, yeah, like, yeah. beating those things or whatever. All right. So, I think that... Is there, I believe that gets us to lore. Is that right?
2: Boy, yeah, that should be it. So, there was no dungeon lore. So, we're going into the artifact and some of the seasonal stuff, like the ghost and and other things like that. So, we're starting off with the artifact, the Queen's Foil Sensor Cryptarchy Access Guardian, decrypting in grammatic file cipher. Report displayed. This report is assembled from the collected journals and accounts of Lightbearer participants of the Great Hunt, in which the Ahamkara were purged from soul. Wishes. A verbally expressed desire expressed within audible range of any Ahamkara. This wish is granted through invocation or something known as Anthem antheme, which appears to be a manner of subjecting reality to one's will, similar to Lightbearer's ability to affect paracausality. However, little is known about how this process unfolds in practice. Henceforth, the wisher enters a binding contract with the ahamkara, though many ahamkara will purposefully manipulate or misinterpret the parameters of this contract to draw greater nourishment from it, often causing calamity to the wisher. Light bearers are expected to refrain from expressing wants or desires in the presence of an ahamkara. Verified. Ahamkara bones somehow retain intelligence sentience and a manner of speech yet to be defined post-mortem it is surmised that an ahamkara's corporeal body is not its true form but representation ahamkara feed by granting wishes these beings possess an innate ability to alter reality and consume the quantum chaos that results from such an act this is theorized to allow them to transcend reality Above information regarding altering reality supported by data confirming species-wide capability to shift form into a wide variety of living and inanimate structures. Wishes, while seemingly less potent and more difficult to initiate, are still able to be granted from Ahamkara bones. Ahamkara are not solitary creatures. Many adults patrol vast distances across soul alone, but their territories overlap and disputes are rare. While Ahamkara do not typically hunt in packs, there have been sightings of hunting pairs. In fact, they do not appear to prey on each other at all. In one report, a dozen Ahamkara on Venus had congregated at a nexus of their territories without conflict. Unverified Three reports from Old Russian Russian claim Ahamkara wielded the light. This has never been confirmed. Seven Ahamkara that evaded and slew their Lightbearer pursuers and are still unaccounted for. This report is believed to be an error in its totality. Now moving on to the Ghost Shell, the Wormguard Shell. Do you understand what you've done? Vowing to free Riven's eggs, ensuring the next generation of Ahamkara will live and thrive and carry on her legacy. Do you have deep enough vision to foresee the consequences of your actions? All the players you've sent scrambling for their next move. I suspect not. You couldn't see one little wish without help. What else could you be missing, I wonder? It's your job to find out. So much power in the world. So much about to enter it. Makes one think about all the uses that power could be put to. I'm reminded of a hatchling in her first instar. "'Soft-shelled and squirming on the floor, thinking she's taking big steps. "'Those legs have some molting to do before they're ready. "'Bringing another power into the world, "'one you'll inevitably find yourself making bargains with. "'Really, my dear. "'A point of financial advice from a friend. "'There are only so many liens one can take out on a single property. "'The creditors always come calling eventually, "'if they haven't sold the debt to a collector.' You're certainly getting tangled in your own vows, much like a little lizard I could name. Not a close friend, but something of an in-law, maybe. My brother brings such interesting people into the family. Keep in mind that you made a promise, and heroes do keep their promises, don't they? Now the gloaming journeyer. The path to the witness is within sight. We do not know what Shape Ribbon's bargains will take, but I know that we too will not make that crossing. Drifter listened quietly as Eris spoke, her voice tense, the dark tendrils flowing thickly from beneath her bandage. I watch as those closest to me edge toward oblivion. Eris said, her hands restless in her lap. Icora, Mara, I am unused to helplessness. She looked to Drifter, her mouth a tight line. When she spoke, it was a ragged breath. It's happening again. We will be alone at the end. Drifter stood after a quiet moment. Eris watched him curiously. He reached out and took her by the hand. She rose, following his silent urging. Then he put his arms around her. She tensed. He began to step away, unsure, but then her arms came up and she clung to him for a desperate moment. She felt the the words in his chest as he spoke again. I remember what you said. I think about it more than I should these days. What did I say? That we'll live in the night if we have to. We do it for what comes after. Eris nodded and sighed. The pair parted, but he kept a reassuring hand on her arm. So this is where you wish to be, she said cautiously, at the end of all things. Nowhere else. No more schemes to leave Soul. He was quiet for a moment, then shook his head, smirking. Nah he said and looked into her eyes. I'd miss the moonlight. Then Unforeseen Consequences He remembers his sister's throne differently, an amalgam of a flotsam built from the spoils of war, its great weight suspended from the rafters, a throne Aldrin set ablaze in the wake of losing her, his first steps down a forsaken path. Crow lays a hand on the throne before him. It is empty, and ponderous silhouetted by a distant nebula cosmic dust it feels smooth too smooth it was here that i first heard the news of your death calls a familiar voice behind him he turns to see his sister striding down the hall mara takes her place beside him and gazes out into the far reaches of space did you mourn for me crow asks i did his sister replies she is silent for a moment. And I regret what I did to you. The manipulation, the subtle coercion. None of it went the way I intended. Crow follows her gaze out into the endless void. I know what that's like. Remorse and recriminations, Mara says absently. She turns her eyes towards him. If you could go back, alter the course of your history, what would you change? He can't help but laugh. Where to begin? Crow muses with a smirk. It fades soon enough. Cade, he whispers. Mara raises an eyebrow. Oh. Before then, I could have taken a different road. But once I pulled that trigger, everything else I can set right, but not that. I just wish I could tell him I shouldn't have done it. I see, Mara murmurs. Her eyes shine in the starlight. Crow sighs and rolls his shoulders back. I should get going vanguard's waiting on my report we all have our obligations i suppose don't i know it crow nods as he heads down the hall he pauses at the portal to the dreaming city and glances back at mara ringed by the distant nebula she shimmers like a mirage on desert sands and then crow is gone see you soon mara's voice echoes across the empty chamber as the illusion fades oh brother mine Well, I know that they've been alluding to it for a while now, but uh, the ship is official. Drifter and Eris Morn are a thing.
1: That's good. That's good. Gross.
0: (laughs) Drifter could do better than that. Oh, man. Rude. Rude. Moth woman.
1: Dude, she was literally just a hive god. Like what are you talk about do better.
0: Since so she's a moth woman.
2: She she was literally just a hive god, wasn't she? <laughs> this guy.
0: Yeah. Drifter's Drifter's smart enough to get himself in position. Drifter's all about surviving. He just you know he's trying to get himself on the on the right side. Yeah. It's and not love. As, as
1: she Survived a hell mouth. Like she knows how to survive too.
0: He's he's playing there. All
1: uh, right, that takes us to the mailback. Um, you know, uh, we usually answer questions to anybody who writes into us, so f- feel free to write in any questions you want to know about us, the game. Um, you know, Dusty Two games outside Dusty Two, we do dabble outside. Um, is there any general questions that you want to answer or just like funny little whatever you want send it all way question 1 what kind of weapon would you would make you grind a dungeon encounter um Ooh. for me what comes to mind a stranded grenade launcher in that first slot um that that would you know, get me a little excited. Um, you know, then this, this, then you're getting into like meta-defining perk combinations. Uh, I'm thinking of like, if you had a, a wave frame, art grenade launcher that had a volt shot and, um, what's the what's chain reaction a perk that, that gives you sh- two. Yes, yeah, volt shot with change reaction. Yeah. I was thinking ambitious assassin. Oh, okay. No, I think that is that's that exists now this volt,
2: season. Volt shot ambitious. Well, yeah. so would does volt shot um trigger? Because it because it's a its thing is you get a kill and you reload and it activates volt shot. Yeah. Does it get triggered by an auto reload from something else? Like like no? Because ambitious I'm just sure. makes a bigger mag. Yeah. I'd have to check because if, if that synergy works with subsistence yeah that would be so dumb if it worked
0: was it uh, Aya Luna that was the the one that came from the Grasp of Avarice boss that that hand cannon
1: yeah Stasis Hank. Yeah,
0: that's like the last one that I semi grinded for mm-hmm. from a dungeon encounter which I still use at times like if I'm just really loading into stasis for strikes or something dumb and just kind of go through the whole strike and just absolutely freeze everything.
1: Like if they ever put another mountaintop in the game, I would go for that.
0: Re- Recluse. Yeah. Recluse was so um, good.
2: Recluse was so good. <laughs> I I feel like I agree with all those things, but a heavy impact fusion, uh, like the high impact one, but I feel like if they made a strand one or no, because they already have plenty of stasis ones, but a high impact strand one, um, Mm -hmm. I'm trying to think of like perk combinations that would be really weird. But, uh, can't think of much i just like my high impact a a kinetic fusion fusion
1: rifle rifle. a kinetic fusion rifle would make me do it
2: like like a bastion if they put because bastion is the only kinetic because it's considered like a weird one but uh yeah yeah yeah. no okay
1: like i feel like it's not that hard to have a gun that like it's like it's like it's almost like it throws nails out or something like that and it's like just a kinetic weapon kinetic fusion rifle, those are nails.
2: It would have to be like um, like a, a Gauss cannon kind of thing, where it's using electromagnets versus like, a energy. It wouldn't be archetype, was, but it would be a literal like, you just, yeah. God, I'm trying to think of how it would work.
1: I would think it would use centripetal motion, and it's like it spins up and then shoots them out. So it's, oh,
2: okay. But it, yeah, I don't know. But I want to make it work somehow. I don't know how. Dorks.
0: Question two: How do you feel about the coil?
1: I like it. I think it's a little too difficult to get that perfect platinum score. And Bunchy said they'll kind of work on that. Not for us.
0: Not for you and I.
1: <laughs> well, well, well. One time, me and Chad was doing it, and the the high value target that you got to kill. Like the gla-
0: the shard collector or glass yeah, collector or whatever yeah. they're called. He fell. he fell off the edge.
2: And then he, he waited long enough that he teleported back and then disappeared. Like literally I saw him teleport uh, onto the platform next to me and then he and then became immune and disappeared. And I'm like, you son of a gun. That's awful.
0: You, re- <laughs> you really need that guy to hit that, hit that.
1: No uh it's a great it's a great uh seasonal activity. I
0: think it's I think it's the best one they've ever put out. <clears throat> well, I think it could be I think like most people is gonna say the menagerie there. Um however yeah. So if this if the score was lowered to like the same what is it one forty you need? So, I think so, yeah. So, if it was like you needed 115, whatever it is, instead of doing four rotations, three rotations. Mm. So, instead of starting you with like 15 lives or 17 revives or whatever it is, drop that to like nine or 10, and then make it to where like you need three rotations to get the score instead of four. That's going to cut the time from like 45 to 50 minutes down to probably like 35 to 38 something like that maybe even less and it's going to feel a lot better um the amount of loot is incredible especially if you have people that are shooting the the uh the bases and and those things and uh you get a lot of loot and if they if they added a if they shortened it to like three to get the platinum, just just whatever the thresholds they need to move back to. And then add it away to where you could target, even if it was like the Dreaming City weapons, like you only want um, Waking Vigil or whatever, or do something like that. Or if you could guarantee what your weapon was going to be at the end of the seasonal weapons, like your Red Border, Or if you do the, and that's only on like the harder difficulty mode, I think they would have something that would be real nice. Like it's close. It's real close, especially for a first attempt. But I think it could be like they're something they could keep in the game and just change the loot in and out of.
1: Yeah. So like I I remember thinking back to Sundial. The thing I love most about Sundial is that you get to choose the three weapons. You get to choose the three weapons at the end that you wanted to focus on. You know, and there was good mm-hmm. weapons that season. So it's just, like, it's that simple. If you give people a chest to select a loot, that's all, that's all we want. That's why, that's what made Madge really great. That's yep. Just, that's, that, um. All right. Uh, question three. Is Sony going to take over Bungie? Uh, I think this is, this is a question. You can trace this back to the IGN Article from this week. Uh, Rebecca Valentine.
0: And- Shout no. out. That's the no. person that, that wrote the article. Uh, uh, it's pretty crazy. Do you want me to give like a little, yeah, like 10,000 foot view? <clears throat> so, as it stands, uh, Bungie is an independent subsidiary of Sony. But since the takeover, in July of 2022, they the board of directors is split. <clears throat> so you have uh, two people from Sony. You have Herman Holst, who is the PlayStation Studios head. You have the Sony Senior Vice President, Eric Wimpel. Then you have Bungie co-founder Jason Jones, Bungie Chief Technology Officer Luis Villegas. I probably butchered that, but I did my best. And then you have Bungie CEO Pete Parsons. So Pete Parsons and Jason Jones, uh, member of the history of Bungie. Those are some familiar names. They've been around for a while, the whole time, pretty well. And uh, Parsons, who's Bungie CEO, serves as the tiebreaker vote. So you have three Bungie people, two Sony people. However, part of the agreement was that if Bungie does not make their revenue goals for extended amount of time, uh, which nothing is like, specific that essentially the board gets dissolved and Sony gets to take everything over yikes Um, yikes 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 we're probably in trouble Uh, I I tend to think that they're not going to meet revenue goals that they already had to push Final Shape back so that's three more months and then, like, the community sentiment is so low at the moment, <clears throat> you know. So what, what my biggest fear is, if I'm being 100% honest, is that whenever Sony, if if the board dissolves, Sony takes over, are is, like, Marathon in these games, are they going to be multi-platform or are they going to be Sony exclusives? Yeah, that's probably the and that's 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 the only reason I care. Yeah. That's probably the
1: scariest situation. Um I I kind of push back on like just overall, like I mean, apparently whoever's been in charge of Bungie this last, you know, a few handful of years has made some bad decisions. And absolutely you can probably trace that back to you know, those higher ups that's Entering directly to the board or the board itself. So, nope. um, you know, Sunny does make some pretty popular games that, that people love and buy every year when they come out, even though they don't change hardly anything about mechanics-wise of the game, but just give them new bosses to go kill.
0: Or new cutscenes. Yeah, I know. And they say that that's a, that was a reason behind a lot of those layoffs that happened was basically they have to cut costs down. Um, they've even, uh, according to the article, instituted a studio-wide hiring freeze, reduced travel budgets, eliminated holiday bonuses, keeping annual bungee Day virtual, delaying the pentathlon event to next December. Um reduced morale events such as cooking and knitting classes from monthly to quarterly, which to me just blows my mind. <clears throat> as a as a employee in the Kentucky, Ohio area, the fact that they have uh monthly cooking and knitting classes to increase morale is just it's just not something that happens here. So I don't really feel bad for them them going from monthly to quarterly. Uh we get pizza. <laughs> that's that's all we get is a pizza party um so they also paused or fully ended benefits like annual employee compensation adjustments to meet market rates the new higher launch program employee donation matching peer recognition gift cards for birthdays um no bonuses and then i don't know like doesn't sound like things are going super great uh, at bungie at the moment Mm-hmm. And the only reason I care, like I'm sure from it doesn't take a genius to figure out that there are clearly people one to two rungs higher up at Bungie than they should be based upon some of the things that have leaked out. But I just I'm not going to buy a PlayStation to play their games like mm-hmm. that's kind of where I draw the line. So. That's the uh, only reason that I really care. I don't because yeah. I, I love Bungie. I've played their games since the Halo one that's kind of, I'm not, and I'm not gonna buy a PlayStation to do it. So that's my biggest fear.
1: Yep. Um, you know, that's, they had to make a choice between Microsoft and Sony, right? Maybe Sony gave them the sweeter deal up front. It's like, yeah, you keep making money like you're making then We'll stay out of your business. Microsoft's like, ah, we're gonna get involved pretty early on. You're rates too a little, too high starting off, and yep. you know,
0: there you go. I don't know; those dudes have to be old by now. <clears throat> like, it's not like they're gonna be ninety years old, so yeah, I can imagine that uh, they're probably trying to trying to get <clears throat> cashed out because I know a lot of like. A lot, of, a lot of it is if they a lot of those people they fired like their shares hadn't vested yet so like they went back to Sony if they break this board down then like they're going to get all the shares back and it's going to be a whole yeah. a whole situation. Is it time to pick numbers? Uh, yes. Let me pull it up real fast. random number generator <clears throat> um, I'm gonna go 38 28 eight zero roll one roll two roll three is 70 wow. 70 all right that's the end of the show this week make sure you follow us on Twitter at destiny CC Zencaster.com C E N C A S T R Special Code Destiny CC pod. We'll let these other guys sign off.
1: Hey, uh, it's it's the start of the season and friends list is looking bleak. So please hit me up and let's run some get some seasonal challenges done. We'll do the dungeon, get ready for nightfalls. Like we got it. we gotta get ready. And um I need help.
2: <laughs> uh, uh, same thing as what Jared said, but uh, uh, mostly because they they have better luck on. Um, gosh, what is it? They have better luck on LFG without with without me. So they do stuff without me. So anybody that wants to do some some master stuff, anybody that wants to do some dungeons because they got all the loot and I haven't yet. Uh, just hit me up. Let's do it.
0: Go Cats. Love you guys.